ninth episode of the Pepper Podcast. For those who are returning, welcome back. And if you are new, the Pepper Podcast covers a wide range of spicy events that occur in our daily lives. Two high school students tackle heated topics through discussion. I am your host, Jay Mehta, and joining me is my co-host, Andy Watson-Oskunfen. And today's topic will be regarding the American education system and how students' stress levels and their mental states have declined over the years of schooling. According to a Pew Research Center analysis of data from the 2017 National Survey on Drug Use and Health in 2017, uh, 13% of U.S. teens aged 12 to, or to 17, which is around 3.2 million, said they had experienced at least one major depressive episode in the past year, up from 8% or 2 million in 2007. Yeah, so I think this topic has been the one that has been hot on our list for quite a while. Because, you know, we, we're both students and kind of experienced this firsthand, mm-hmm. especially go, uh, especially with our, you know, future ambitions and kind of all the years of schooling we have in the future. But, yeah, I can definitely relate to this topic a lot because I know that, like, in middle school, I didn't really care that much about school, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But then... I got towards like eighth grade and then like the end of eighth grade and then like high school. And I was like, oh shoot, this stuff actually counts. Yeah. And I was always told like, you need to keep your grades up. You need to, not by my parents, but like, yes, by my parents, but they didn't like force me to do well. They just did try your best. And that's something that I really admire about what they do is Mm -hmm. they they just say like, try your best. And, you know. Yeah. So I know that moving into high school, especially, I kind of saw the shift in students noticing kind of like the little things that go on in the schooling environment, especially when it comes to grades, GPA, test scores, homework, stuff like that. And how even my mental health kind of took a, took a hit, especially during COVID, but that's kind yeah. of a universal experience. But regarding school, especially my mental health kind of went down and it's right now, my mental health is a lot better, but it's still not great because I always find myself Kind of thinking about like my future in, in my own high school and my college career, and then if I'm not doing enough at school, yeah. you know, yeah. So there's always, I guess, like what we're talking about, is, like self doubt. Um, especially like as we move throughout the years, there's gonna be like more and more um, just like people that are becoming less and less happy with their lives. Um, and so we're seeing a lot of people just getting more and more depressed over the years, and so like you said you know elementary middle school you know things are relatively easy you know and they're great but as you slowly move into high school and things where where you know things actually count it's getting a lot more um competitive and it's getting you know there's a whole environment that's that's trying to push a lot of factors onto you um and there's not a lot of leeway that's allowing you to you know like like venture out really in what you want to do um especially with academics that goes with extracurriculars is where you, you know, you venture out. But academics is now forced on, um, at least in high school, is forced on really getting the things that um, you need to out of the way, but doing it in a, a kind of like a forceful manner. Um, doing things that, uh, because, you know, because it's required, you know, you have to take it, which I completely understand. Um, but things that don't really, things that you aren't passionate about. And so when people have opposing ideals to a subject that they're forced to take or something like that um they tend to not like it um not to mention that there's gonna there's a lot of people that are you know getting worse grades and things especially with covid 
Um, so these worst grades and lower GPA has been shown to actually be correlated with uh with a like a more depressed uh state. And so mm-hmm. with having a lower GPA, that may cause you to have be more depressed, which then and then, you know, if you don't seek help or anything like that, you're gonna get worse test scores or stuff and you're gonna be more depressed. And then it's a perpetual yeah. cycle. Again, we mentioned yeah. it nine episodes <laughs> in. Um there's a positive <laughs> feedback loop, right? You're just gonna keep yeah. going and you're gonna keep going and you're gonna get more depressed and more depressed and more and more depressed. Which is why I definitely I say if you are depressed, try to seek some form of help. That's very important. Uh because you don't want to just continue the cycle where you fall into this big rabbit hole where you're not able to escape. And that's something that's really terrifying. Um mm-hmm. especially yeah. if you're caught straight into that. You and generally when you're in that you don't know what's going on. So, yeah, and I think that the focus should definitely be on student mental health, especially with it given our current system of education. Mm-hmm. And while yes, we do have guidance counselors, but personally, like my guidance counselors, all like they're not great at handling you know mental health. What they're great at doing is college prep, mm-hmm. and I respect them for that because that's in their job description. But I'd like to see a bigger emphasis on mental health and. In my school, actually, there's been a club, new club or uh, an initiative that was passed to increase awareness on mental health, and I really thought that that was a great idea, and I think more schools should implement this. But you were talking about like cor- uh, courses that and like subjects that people kind of didn't want to do, but were kind of forced to take, mm-hmm. you know. And I go to a school that you need a math credit, you need like or like a state that has those requirements, you know. Yeah. And like. What I always find myself kind of frustrated with by how kind of society, especially in this country, has kind of set up education is like you either are on a course on STEM or the humanities. And like when we're talking about passions, yes, I have many passions that span vastly different areas of interest. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, it's not just STEM, it's not just like art or opera or stuff like that like i always i like i personally find chemistry to be really interesting but may i may find you know geometry to be not as interesting and like going to my school i kind of was forced in this box of you have to do math and science and once you start that path yeah continuously continuously. yeah you can't really you don't have much options to explore your interests outside of that and i really kind of want to do that because I am also interested in, you know, operas and plays and literature and art and stuff like that, geology, stuff like things that kind of don't necessarily fall between science, technology, engineering, math, stuff like that. And I think that's kind of a detriment towards people because I believe in fostering people and students to be better people holistically. Mm And that includes, you know, the mind, the body, the spirit, and how are you going to explore that if you can't have a good mindset? Because school fosters such a, um, such kind of a system that kind of puts down your mental health. Mentally debilitating is what I like to call it. Exactly, exactly. Mentally debilitating and kind of like cuts off your options Mm -hmm. to explore other things that 
might help you mentally and might help you spiritually stuff like that and that's just kind of frustrating and so i, I yeah i definitely understand um and i completely agree with you nick i actually made this point as well um i understand that there are required classes that we have to take but <laughs> continuously you know forcing somebody to take a class that they maybe would not like without giving them a whole lot of branch out um is not providing enough leeway and it's not really it's it's keeping you um constricted to only one area um my school i don't know about your school but they have something called elective focuses so they make us take um three classes in our elective focus which is good um so if i'm because i'm in health science uh, i i take three health science classes over my four years and i'm able to uh, explore my interests a bit which is definitely very helpful uh but it's i feel like we could maybe explore into that further especially for counties in our state that doesn't that don't have you know that kind of access to uh, education like that especially with the lack of teachers and covid crisis and things like that um yeah but exploring interest is something that's so important and i'm glad that you mentioned up the idea of we only have really two paths in life which is stem or humanities there's the yeah. job field is so vast and so exponential diverse. that you can really yeah diverse that you can really do anything you want uh as long yeah. as it's reasonable <laughs> um and even if it's <laughs> not reasonable generally there's a lot of uh, jobs that rely on risk uh so mm -hmm. you know we do whatever is in the like whatever is in your interest and uh yeah. like i've heard my dad said like do whatever you want and the money will come so as long as you do um what you enjoy and I guess this has been like, this is like a saying that a lot of people say, but oftentimes it doesn't really work out um, per se because we have, I guess we've created an idea, especially in the United States, where, again, like you said, these two paths are the only, the only paths that we can take. And so you're constricted and you're constricted to this one area. And even if your passion is in one area, you know, like let's say hypothetically we like, yeah. we like you know, operas like you said but i'm constricted to chemistry right? i'm not able to really explore what i love and enjoy uh, as much anymore and so if you don't diversify what you do it's very difficult for you to enjoy it uh, because if you're focusing all your time and energy on one subject that subject quickly becomes boring um yeah maybe not for you but definitely for me um so i try to diversify what i'm doing but if I can't diversify what I'm doing, especially with, you know, the constraint, things like that, I'm not going to be able to enjoy what I'm doing. And I might become slowly depressed and things like that, where I won't be able to really feel a certain way where I used to. And then it's even worse where it's like I can I'm like an arm's reach away from what I want to do, but I'm not able to do it for maybe financial reasons or educational reasons or things like that. And something yeah. that's also interesting is like we've also uh created like a stigma around you pretty much have to go to college i mean i'm most likely most likely going to a uh a college you know for an institution now yeah. or like a gonna further my education but it's not always for everybody right school's not for everybody uh, either people go to trade school or people go um you know they go out exactly. they drop out and they do what they want business, right? Right. yeah exactly so it's it's not for everybody, but we've created a stigma around it that we pretty much have to. And so so some people are spending a lot of money and maybe not making use out of their degrees to their that full extent. And so they're not able to financially support themselves enough, which again causes um 
lifelong symptoms of depression and things like that. And finance plays a really big aspect uh, into depression, um, which is really sad. I mean, I can pull up some statistics about uh, finances and poverty rates and things like that, but we can move this back to school, right? So other countries, and again, uh, you can't. You have to take this with a grain of salt because of its size uh, as a country. Yeah. But Finland, which is considered one of the happiest places to live, has a very, um, I wouldn't say progressive, but a very laid hands, you know, hands laid off, you know, hands back, laid back experience, mm-hmm. uh, where they kind of let their students explore what they enjoy, um, and you know, really understand their passions at a young age, and so. Uh, yeah. Apparently, the majority of the students in primary and secondary education in Finland were, sati- were satisfied with their life um, in general and liked to go to school. So while 85% of the 4th and 5th graders expressed satisfaction in the, with their life, the corresponding figure among older students was around 69.5%. That's so miles ahead of the United States, uh, which yeah. is crazy, <laughs> which we've had an epidemic of younger students, and younger and younger and younger, um, students getting more, more depressed. Um, and so, like, a, a chart here shows that 50-year-old, 50-plus-year-olds um, are typically of the lowest depressed rates. Um, and then above that is 26 to 49. And significantly above that right now is 18 to 25. And now what's at the top is 12 to 17-year-olds. Um, and pretty much the 12 to 25-year-olds have really climbed the charts. And we, are, we have been at the top um, pretty recently. And so... Things aren't really going down, especially with uh, COVID forcing you to stay indoors and has, again, constricted you even more. Um, and so this exponential, again, like we said, the cycle of depression just really increases. Yeah, and I think it's interesting that you bring up Finland because, yeah, they're, it's been proven that their education system is one of the best in the world. And I don't think it's something that should be neglected. And I think that if the U.S. were to implement something kind of like that or to instill their values on not just standardized testing and assessing student uh, academic achievement through that pathway and instead kind of focusing on the student as a whole and letting them learn their interests and what they want to do and what they're naturally good at and kind of using, you know, like different ways to um, assess academic prosperity, kind of how like Finland does. Because most of their teachers graduated and have degrees, like went to school and kind of like understand what it takes to be a good teacher. Because I think that one of the problems in the U.S. is a lack of good teachers. But I can't, I personally cannot blame the teachers for not, you know, trying their hardest every day because of the fact that they get paid so little. And like, it's such an unappealing job right now because like, I know that in the last month or two, because like I'm a junior, mm-hmm. and so people are like, "Oh, what do you want to do? What do you want to do in the future?" And so I know some of my friends wanted to be teachers, and some of my teachers who asked that question try to discourage those students from being teachers yeah. because of the amount of stress, the work, and the little pay that they get. It's so discouraging yeah. to hear like, to, like imagine you want to be a teacher, you want to like, but then, you know, in Finland. Teachers are kind of very, they're, they're actually very respected and get paid fairly well compared to the U.S. where teachers are paid very little. And yeah. I've heard this time and time again of how teachers always talk about how little they get paid. And it kind of like 
hurts to hear because like teachers have one of the most important jobs in the world yeah. like educating the younger generation and defining who they are what they want to be and to being like kind of like a second home for these kids mm-hmm. and it kind of it, it really sucks because even after covid especially the demand for teachers has increased whereas you know the actual amount of teachers and like people going to the teaching profession has decreased yeah and people have aren't filling those jobs either so we're just in a deficit exactly. um but i found some data so the overall four-year public student satisfaction rate in the united states was 53 percent um compared to finland 69.5 percent and so there is a definite difference and again that goes to show um about the uh finances that teachers are given you know our teacher salaries it's mm-hmm. all public information by the way you can go and search up um, with a little yeah. bit of info, like how much your teacher makes, and it's really depressing to see, really yeah. depressing to see. Um, <laughs> yeah. and it's it's not really enough to, it's barely enough to really live. Um, and it it's really, but yeah. it's definitely not yeah. enough to live comfortably. And I feel like that's something that is really sad to hear because teachers, again, like you said, are the pretty much one of the most important people in our society as they teach the younger generation, which will lead the you know the nation in 20 30 years and without mm-hmm. teachers you know our society would be in chaos so exactly but but paying them to but not paying them to a high standard uh or paying them for their for their job you know paying them for really i, I hate to say this but what they're worth um is something that we're not doing uh, especially because we are sacrificing teacher salaries for more uh for other things uh, especially like, mm. you know, like we're we're, th- we're taking a lot of that money and we're putting it into things like you know the prison system and we're putting things into infrastructure is great, but we're putting a lot of money into infrastructure yeah. and things like that where things where money can go to schools, right? Because I feel like sc- putting more money and investing money into education will yield you a lot better return on interest, financially speaking. Yeah than exactly. than not right so there's been you know data showing that investing more money into education uh, edu- education and educating your people uh like the students of your area would i don't know after it'd be a long-term investment of course you know after 20 yeah. 30 years yeah. there would be more revenue gain um for the the area which shows that if you're more educated you're more likely to get a better job which gets a better pay you know so that's mm-hmm. really important that shows you know how our society is supposed to be run yeah and i think that you know instant gratification is something that is kind of uh that kind of is associated with the american culture and society mm-hmm. you know when it, whether it comes to food whether it comes to you know social media and like on a video game presence stuff like that especially in school when it comes to investing like you said investing in education is a long-term kind of uh it's a long-term investment but overall will increase the uh, GDP of a country as well as kind of stabilize our economy and like kind of see that growth over and like human um, development index will go up. Everything will pretty much increase because education is one of, if not the most powerful tool that a country has to its disposal because an educated population kind of like, they they kind of run themselves and they run themselves and not really like, not necessarily saying like, oh, we don't need the government, but, like, they're more educated. They can make decisions that will kind of benefit their country as they see fit. Um, we're talking about this, like, cycle of 
U.S. government not putting money into education. Education is one of the uh, least percentages that the U.S. puts its uh, uh, that it puts its taxes towards, which you know the most is being like the military and Medicare and Medicaid stuff like that. <clears throat> and they're taking a lot of that money, which like that is important, yes. But what I think is also important that should not be seeing any cuts is education, and the education has gotten a lot of cuts. <laughs> recently and yeah. i've seen that firsthand because i used to go to a school that uh or like governor's school for example uh i have a friend who a close friend who went to a governor's school in tennessee that for those recently that don't got know what governor's schools funded. are just to, for those that don't know who governor's schools are it's yeah. basically yeah. um like where in the summer uh high school students go to a college where they get to take maybe college courses and enrich themselves for like a couple yeah, weeks for, for like but, credit yeah and so the governor pretty much pays for your tuition if you get accepted for whatever scholarship. But my friend, he only got like two or three weeks because they've been cutting funding so much that it kind of cut into that. So they had to take it. So they decided to take it out of education. And I think that instant gratification aspect comes into that um, uh, into play here, where we're too uh, skeptical of investing long term into something like. Um, education and it kind of it you know like i understand why they're cutting it because you know infrastructure is important the military is important especially currently but you know i, I don't think that's the wisest decision yeah I think in my you're, opinion what you're, i guess what you're trying to say is we're investing more in short term short term gains uh, rather than long term yeah. gains um, yeah again like like you said we understand um but yeah we're definitely i mean the state of tennessee uses something called the bep formula which is how mm -hmm. they determine how much like a district or county gets and so it's based off of a lot of minimum values that that really are not representative of the amount of revenue and profit that the state of tennessee receives and so i believe last year the state of tennessee has a got like a four billion dollar or sorry maybe two billion dollar uh surplus while we two also two billion, you're right. While we cut um money from education uh in some areas, which is definitely we we of course added to some, but again, long term investments I feel like are a lot more important, um mm -hmm. especially when it comes to education. But we aren't ad you know pushing we aren't you know advocating for money to go in that area, and we aren't putting our money and allocating it there. So I feel like that's definitely yeah. something that's affecting us as like you said we know we're having less job thing like less teachers are you know are applying and teachers are becoming more depressed with the amount of workload and you know they're, of course they're not getting paid and so if if i believe that you know if you see a depressed teacher um especially like because some people think that teachers are their role models and so yeah. if you see a depressed role model or your depressed teacher it's so it kind of resonates with you in a definitely a sad way because like if yeah. somebody that's supposed to really teach you and you know educate you about the world does not look happy that shows that you that like there are a lot more issues to mm -hmm. our society that's going on rather than just what's going on yeah. in the classroom um, but i think if you want to we can pan over a little bit back to what you said you said standardized testing a while back 
Um, mm-hmm. And I have to admit, I am pretty guilty about standardized testing. That we took a standardized test, and I've been yeah. obsessing over it. <laughs> so there's like one, and I've been like, Andy, I'm waiting for scores to come out. I'm waiting for scores to come out. And that's, yeah. I feel like that's so important that we we talk about that. Mm-hmm. The stigma around standardized testing is so crazy. Specific and just like me, like I'm a, I'm like going crazy over just getting a number. Uh, and that mm-hmm. number determines, you know, like how much money I'm going to get at schools and things like that. And I'm thinking so yeah. much into it that like if I don't get or and people, of course, there's so many people that take the ACT and SAT. Um, mm-hmm. But if you know, if you don't get a desired score, you definitely, you know, get a sense of depression. Um, yeah. Whether it be short term or long term, depending on, you know, how many ACTs you take. But yeah. of course, they let you take as many as you want. Well, I think it's like up to ten for the ACT. Um, I don't know the limit on the SAT. I don't think there is one. It's like, I think it's like twelve or yeah. fourteen for yeah. the ACT. But again, you know that costs a lot of money, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like it's, it's definitely something that can be depressing for students because yeah, it's sometimes not rewarding, and that's something that can really hurt people, and so. That's something that's really important, though, for high schoolers in, in entering into college because that yeah. is really what determines where they go. And it's actually less of it now. Something that's good is we're putting less emphasis on ACT scores now, especially with going yeah. test yeah. optional. And we're focusing more on, you know, you as a yeah. person. So that's definitely something that's great. But, yeah. again, you know, standardized testing is still so prevalent that – if you maybe don't get the desired score or the stigma around like the craziness over getting scores and things like that, getting a mm-hmm. number pretty much is like one of my main, you know, things right now that I'm waiting for. And that's something that I yeah. hate to say because there's so many like better things to do in life, yet I'm not doing it. I'm yeah. really obsessing over one thing. Yeah. Um and so yeah, letting and- go of like I guess your score as a you know don't base your life around the scores basically what I'm mm-hmm. trying to say um yeah and that's yeah that really should go for a lot of students in high school uh because there are a lot of people probably currently that are cramming for the next ACT or the next SAT because they want to get a better yeah. score and so they're mm-hmm. really sacrificing their mental health for I know a better score, and while they that might help you short term, really long term, what is that going to do? I feel like this yeah. really ties back into what's going to happen short term, what's going to happen long term. We're not really investing in ourselves long term, and we're looking at it short term, which is something that's really um, important to mention. Yeah, and I'm glad that you kind of shared that personal anecdote because it shows the extent to which this problem occurs in our lives. Yeah, and I am also guilty of that. <laughs> not so much like recently because I've been trying to like phase myself out of that mindset like I don't really care you know what I get like it is what it is it's not going to determine my worth as a person I'm still a lot more than just a number right and I think that especially the school I go to and that kind of like grades and ACT that is like it's so competitive amongst like my friends and peers that it's kind it's mentally exhausting and I found my my friendships have like kind of you know they've seen their ups and downs because of that and like the competition because of that, I just think it's such a toxic, it's, it's such a toxic system that doesn't necessarily measure your intelligence, but measures your aptitude to taking a test, a test in a time frame, and it's, it's such a specific test, right? Yeah. Like yes, GPA is a little bit more important than that. It kind of gives you more of an overall glance of how your academic career has gone and how hard you work in that case. But even then, you know, socioeconomic 
uh, impact can and like uh, situations can affect that. So not every student is equal, and not every student is kind of starting off at the same uh, point. Yeah. And I, 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 what you were saying, like you, I remember you being mean. Like I stayed up all, I stayed up till like how whatever a.m. two yeah. a.m. three a.m. Waiting for my ACT. Waiting for your ACT. And I was like, Jay. I was pretty. I was pretty ashamed. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's okay because like you know I think we all need to work on that and kind of like phase ourselves out of that mindset. Like, I can't compare myself to this other person because no matter what, right? We're different people. We have different values. We have different skills and interests. And I think that I need to love myself and see my worth as a person as a whole and not kind of rely on that number and i can i will admit it is so hard to look past that number because like when i see my b that i got for the quarter in ap calc or ap cam i'm like oh <laughs> i cannot move past that but you know I, i've been trying to especially for spring break i'm on spring break right now like i've been trying to kind of just live life in the moment yeah. enjoy the little things and relaxation is important i can't you're, 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 you're cutting out a little um exactly and like kind of growing as a person person and finding your interests mm-hmm. and your values seeking what you believe in what you want to see in the world and what you want to change what you want to fight for it's much more important than your ability to get a grade on a, a standardized test yeah and i think that schools kind of you know rely on those standardized tests a little too much and they're not really fostering intellectual curiosity and your like um kind of like your curiosity to learn more mm-hmm. because i find myself kind of like cramming for a test and trying to get an a on this thing and like yes it's instant gratification again like when i get the a i'm like oh yes i feel so good i work so hard for it but at the end of the day you know like did i really learn did i really learn to love what i'm learning yeah, about yeah. I definitely agree, um, and I'm glad that you've had different. Like, I'm glad that you're relaxing right now during spring break. My spring break was last week. Men's at the beach right now, but um, <laughs> like some relaxation, like you said, is very important. And I want to tie this back to something that you mentioned, kind of, and I inferred it from what you said. Perfectionist mindset. So, perfectionist mindset is something that affects. Um, I, I'm I don't know about how many people it affects, um, but it's I feel like it's a lot of people. Uh, the perfectionist mindset has definitely kind of impacted me in a negative way. I don't care as yeah. much now, <laughs> but I was really adamant about you know getting the getting a good this and getting a good that, and I it has to be it has to be this, and I has to be good. I have to be better. I have to be better, and I push myself yeah. right. I hold myself to a really high standard, but sometimes too, I get yeah. really toxic on myself. Like I yeah. push myself so hard, so hard, um, that I just. I'm people like look at me and they're like Jay like you need to stop like you are yeah. you look horrible I'm like I don't like that that doesn't matter right now like yeah. my bro- like my mental health is the least thing that matters right now and that's something that <laughs> I'm very guilty of sometimes um I'm trying to you know reduce that by less and I have reduced that to a considerable amount um removing your stresses uh is definitely difficult but once you do it's really gratifying um, because you don't have to deal with it anymore. And so once you don't have to deal with it anymore, you know, uh, life is great, yeah. but there's always going to be stress in your life. It's how you manage it that matters, right? So yeah. trying to I, make sure that you don't 
let that stress uh kind of engulf you and become something that you that that you are not in control of and that how your stress controls you that's something that you want to try to avoid you want it to you want to like control your stress and controlling your stress is something that is very difficult but once you i guess get a knack for it and once you understand it that's something that will help you for the rest of your life and something that will make you a happier person overall and relaxation meditation those are like good starting places for that uh but something that really if we're because we're tying it back to you know depression rates and things like that seeking help I think is very, very important, um, especially if you are maybe thinking about if, if you are depressed uh, or if we're going a little bit further, you know, if you are really depressed and you're having suicidal thoughts, unfortunately, really yeah. seek help. Yeah. I feel like you need to just talk with somebody that, you know, you talk with your friend, you know, talk with talk with anybody. Yeah, a trusted person. Yeah. Um, and that's something that, you know, just talking with people. And trying to talk it out is something that really helps you as a person and really helps you hear yourself, but get a different perspective. And so reflecting is also very important. Um, and that's why, like, you know, me plus time equals a lot of reflection. Uh, rather than, <laughs> so yeah. I, I think back and I'm like, man, I wish I could have done this better. I wish I could have done this better. And this goes back to perfectionist mindset. It happened in the past, right? I can't change it. Yeah, I exactly. Only, I can only regret. So trying to remove those regrets and just moving forward uh, I think is very important and you know standardized testing homework school a lot of that feeds into it I I am sometimes stressed about school like I have some homework to do um, but I mean there's not a whole lot I can do about you know like the the amount of stress level I can get but the how I manage it and how I exactly uh, really make sure that I don't you know, like I said, don't let the stress engulf me. That will really determine how I feel as a person maybe tomorrow. Yeah. And I really like that mindset. Like Thinking back, like I'm always like, oh, I did so bad on the math test. But you know what? I try my best. It is what it is. I can't change it. Why dwell on it, right? Like, it's mm-hmm. not going to change the future. I can just, like, yes, I can study harder for the next one. But, like, in this moment, why dwell on it? And, like, that's taken me so many years to learn mm-hmm. because like, I learned that this year pretty much. I like, still don't follow year. it sometimes. So <laughs> Yeah, no, same, me too. Because literally like I was at the beach today, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, dang, I'm probably going to get a B for the closure grade <laughs> AP Cal or, or AP Chem, right? But like, I was like, I, you know, yeah, that sucks. But I'm going to enjoy being here with my family and spending time with the people here. And at the, I'm at the beach, you know, like, it's fun. So yeah. I was like, okay, well, it is what it is. I'll just, you know, try to be more attentive and work a little harder mm-hmm. to get my grade back up a little bit, and then I'll be good, you know? Yeah. Kind of, like, rationalize that in my mind. And, like, it's helped a lot, with, like, recently with a lot of – since this year has especially been really hard for me mm-hmm. because, like, talking about mental health, like, friend stuff, and also just, like, harder classes in general – and then like college, you know, college tours, and then uh, thinking about what you want to major in, stuff like that. It's all kind of like conglomerated into this one massive headache of a year, to be honest. Yeah. Um, it's 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 pretty much made me. It's been an oppor- It's been an incredible opportunity to learn valuable lessons to improve myself and my mental health, and I'm very grateful for that. Yeah, yeah, 
So I guess we can also talk about, right, um, like the Mario Brothers syndrome. And so this is something coined by Mark Rober um, in the TEDx talk <laughs> that I watched a long time back, where basically as, yeah. as a kid, you know, a lot of people have played Mario Brothers. I played Mario Brothers um, and I yeah. love the game. But, you know, what happens when you die is, you know, you go, oh, no, and then you restart the level. And so once you restart the level and you die in one specific place, you know, okay, here's what I need to not do. How, like, how do I solve this part, you know? And you move forward and make sure, you know, oh, I didn't, like, you know, I messed this up. Uh, next time when I do it, I need to um, avoid it and things like that. So that's yeah. kind of like a growth mindset thing where it's, you know, oh, I messed this up. Next time, I'm going to do this better. And yeah, the stigma around, around that is where, and I guess what's kind of ironic is that, I don't know if you've ever heard this, but they're like, you get no second chances. You know, this is the mm -hmm. only chance you yeah. have. And things. Our society has really pushed. You only have one chance, one deadline, one thing to do. You have to do it now, and that's it. And so, like, I personally, like, today, I forgot my, um, my binder at home by accident. And mm -hmm. I had to turn something in, even though I had didn't done it the day prior, but couldn't turn it in. And they said, you can't turn it in. And so you can turn it in tomorrow for late points. And so I'm like, you know, like, I don't have a second chance, you know. So even though we've paraded ourselves in having the idea of second chances, you know, we should have a second chance. We don't actually have any um, in a society right now. And I guess as you progress through your ages, you know, as you enter the workforce, people are more lenient and they understand. Uh, but currently it's a lot of deadline and push and push and push. And, you know, it's yeah. very strict in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, like, I guess you could say we live in a world that's always moving forward, but like also you need to be, you need to learn. I think one of the most important things to learn that I also need to learn and I'm trying to make myself learn. Not necessarily trying to, but like, I'll be okay if I help let myself learn it. Is failing, mm -hmm. you know, getting a B in a class or um, oh, no. getting an F <laughs> test. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'd rather learn that now, look back on it, learn, than do it in the future, like in college when I'm an adult and have no way of looking back or no way of coping with that or dealing with that. And like kind of like my life would go downhill from there, and I really don't want that. And I think that's an important thing that everybody must learn. Yeah. Like, you know, like failure is okay. You know, and I think it's, it's you, hard for me to accept. It's what too. you learn from it, right? It's what you learn exactly. from your failures. Exactly. And like, I always find myself like talking to my friends because, um, you know, they go through similar things that I do, right? Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, okay, yes, but it's okay because this can be looked at as a learning moment mm -hmm. and it's failing is okay you know and like i say that and i still need to work on that myself right like i'm saying this yes but i also have to work on it too and i'm not afraid to tell you that i still need to work on that yeah and it's just super important i yeah and i'm, I'm glad that you talk about you know getting a b and things like that not just we have to mention i feel like something that's important is that everybody has different standards so mm. you should hold yourself to a standard where or, or to a or the highest standard that you can have of yourself, but not overbearing where you're causing unnecessary stress. Yeah. Um, there's a time in my life that happened. Well, I guess like, you know, late last year in October or so, um, like around ACT time where I was or PSAT time, I was 
so, so, so stressed. And yeah. I mean, like I was so stressed beyond belief that I wasn't eating a lot. And I was just, yeah. like, I was really, really, really in a bad place. And during that time, I knew I was stressed, but I was like, you know, forget it. Let's move it aside. I wasn't really thinking about it. Yeah. And I look back around it, you know, I'm like, wow, like it, it was pretty <laughs> bad. But again, yeah. holding your standard, hold yourself to a higher standard. But if you ever, if you ever feel like you're in a bad place, just remember it, it always gets better. 99% of the time, it usually, it will get better eventually. Yeah. So yeah. just trying to see how things pan out and eventually trying to see when you get better. That's something that's really important. And, yeah. you know, I hope that one day, you know, my worries aren't just, because I know my worries aren't just going to be getting a good ACT score, getting good grades and things like that. It's going to be, you know, whenever I'm in the workforce, it's, you know, meeting deadlines or whatever, or depends on what I'm doing, of course, but, you know, in the medicine industry, it's, you know, if I'm mm -hmm. giving enough anesthesia, anesthesia to a patient and things like that, but also enjoying life. Like, am I enjoying life? Am I having a good work-life balance? Am I, yeah. am I all right? And I'm glad that as a generation, we're putting more emphasis on mental health and how I mental agree. health has been more of an important thing, uh, especially even now in mm -hmm. like the workforce, mental health is more important. Some companies are offering mental health days and things like that. So yeah. that's something that's really, really great that we have now. And I'm glad that we are pushing forward for, you know, better mental health. But still, like I said, remember at the start, we've had an 8% increase um, in teens that are depressed um, or that has had at least one major depressive episode uh, from 2007, yeah. which is really sad to hear. So yeah. trying to control ourselves, um, but trying to, you know, talking to those people if we aren't in the right place, that's good. Yeah. And, you know, just always remember uh, failing is okay. As okay. long as you learn from it, as long as, long as, you, as you learn, learn from, from it, yeah. yeah. Like, what's the point of failing if you're just gonna do it again and again and again and again, right? Like, yeah. learn from it. Yeah. Take the time to reflect on what you did wrong, and what can you do better in the future, yeah. right? It's gonna overall make you a better person. I and know. I'd also like to say, you know, like, explore what you're interested in. Mm -hmm. I what like are your values? So go ahead. And sorry. And like, what are your values and what do you want to change in this world? What do you want to see happen and to fight for it? Yeah. Because like, yes, this, the world right now kind of seems pretty bleak, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, Especially you know, people. like fight for it. If you fight for it, it'll always work out. And I believe in you. I think Jay believes in you too. Yeah. We're here for you all. So, yeah. I think we should also mention, right, um, you know, I think we shifted topics uh, just a bit over this podcast episode, but I feel like that's really great. Uh, this yeah. is another very consistent where I believe that this was, this was great that we, you know, like shifted topics because this organically developed from depression into, you know, talking about fixes and remedies and things like that. Yeah. And so yeah. I'm glad, I hope somebody can take some use out of this and some help out of this um yeah. gain some information and yeah thank you for listening yeah um and with that our discussion comes to an end we thank you for listening and hope you'll stay tuned for future episodes don't forget to follow the pepper podcast on instagram spotify apple podcasts and youtube thank you thank you <laughs>